had died. I don't remember if it says that she died, but she's like on the. 12th. She's impaled. Yeah, she's so impaled. it's pretty. I mean, if, <laughs> if she ain't dead, she's not okay. <laughs> That's a good point. <laughs> anyway. Checkout. I'm Araceli and I'm Sonia and today we're gonna do a book review we're gonna do a series review they're gonna be two separate episodes for each book um, and the series we're gonna review is the Strangest Dreamer series by Lainey Taylor which is Strange the Dreamer and Muse of Nightmares first we're gonna do a non-spoilery section for the whole series to give you an overview of what we thought about it and kind of overall thoughts and our ratings and such and then we're gonna go in depth um, in this episode we're just gonna talk about the first book we're gonna go in-depth spoilers on the first book and then next episode we're gonna do in-depth spoilers on the second book it's gonna be a lot of emotions and feelings yes. we're gonna try to make sense not always <laughs> gonna happen wish us luck yeah all right so for those of you who don't know the series um Aristotle, do you want to do a synopsis first? Yes, so the books in the series are Strange the Dreamer and Muse of Nightmares, and the first one starts out with our protagonist, Lazo Strange, who is an orphan who grows up in a monastery and comes to find out about this long-lost city that people believe once existed, but now it's kind of like a myth, whether or not it did or didn't. And he kind of becomes obsessed with it because of the renown and all the stories about it. And so he remembers vividly, because he was already obsessed with it, when he was five years old, the name of the city gets wiped from his mind. And it's wiped from everyone's mind at the same time, but most people just don't notice it. And from then on, he's kind of obsessed with the mystery and the magic of the city and wants to know what happened, where it went all those years ago, and why the name was erased from everyone's mind. And so he grows up studying this, and then at a certain point in the story, there is an event that happens that gives him the option to go to that city and find out what happened to that city and why it disappeared and all the mysteries behind it. And it's really, really good. It's really, really good. It's so good. As, as someone who thought I was absolutely going to hate the series, it was really, really good. Mm-hmm. So to start off, ratings. I mean, the fact that we just said really, really <laughs> good should say that we really like these books. Yeah. Um, the This series is like one of my favorite series. So five stars. Both books. Cross the board. <laughs> so what does it say about me? The fact that... Because I'm... You know, why did I hate these books? Or like thought I was going to hate these books. Yes, because I thought they were going to be sci-fi. Also, because you touted them so highly, and it's like, <laughs> it's one of my favorite series in the entire world. I was like, I'm going to hate these just because I wow. wanted to. Okay. I didn't want to like them if you did, which makes me a horrible person. <laughs> um, but surprisingly, very pleasantly surprised, I gave them 4.5s. I have a little bit of an issue with like the action pacing, but other than that, really really good books mm-hmm. character building on point 100% 5 stars writing beautiful 5 stars action 4.5 <laughs> so that's where you get 4 so that evens out 4.5 should be like 4.8 then <laughs> oh. <laughs> you can't do that on good reason they don't even give me a point 0.5 no 
but I really did like them. They gave me so many feelings. I think I almost cried once. Oh, I cried like so many times. I'm a very easy crier, especially when it comes to reading. And I think the first book I probably cried like two or three times, and then the second book I cried like 15. Like, <laughs> I was just Wait. crying. <laughs> But did, so did you cry again in this, like, because this is your second time reading the first book. Um, did you still feel the same? Oh, my God. <laughs> okay, I'm guessing yes <laughs> based on that reaction. I have an issue where I get, like, once I'm emotionally invested, like, the littlest things, like, it's just Laszlo talking about how much he loves books. I was like, oh, my God, I'm going to cry. So Laszlo himself, though, if there's a character that's Who is our protagonist. Cry, who's, yes, yeah, sorry. So let's start off. <laughs> Laszlo Strange, protagonist of the story. Um, amazingly beautiful character, beautiful yes. soul. If there's one character who's going to make you cry, it's going to be Laszlo. Yeah. I love him. He's just, He's just uh, You want nothing but light and happiness for this boy. Yes. <laughs> who's like 20. I keep saying boy. <laughs> um, yeah. But he's amazing. But this, this book, not just Lazo, but the other characters, just gave me so many feelings. Yes. Talk about book feelings. The way Lainey Taylor writes these books. Mm-hmm. So good. Um, didn't cry, but just really, really good. Really, yeah. So many feelings. So much. You feel so much empathy for these characters. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's none of it is black and white. There's so much gray in these stories, except for Lazo, who's... Straight white. You're doing great, sweetie. No matter what you do, <laughs> yes. you're okay. Um, but everyone else, just there's there's so much gray in these characters. Mm-hmm. But just the way that Lainey Taylor writes this story and these characters and how they develop, you are just constantly going back and forth because you feel so much for them. Yeah. So it was uh, just really good writing. Love these books. Mm. Another thing that a lot of people comment on is the style of writing because it's very lyrical and descriptive and just beautiful like it really is her <sighs> her setting and everything like there's are it's already a little bit fantastical just because it's strange the dreamer because he's considered to be you know he dreams he's always his head stuck in a book and he's often far off places in his mind but there are actual dream sequences in the book mm-hmm. and she conveys that so well it does feel surreal. It has that mm-hmm. quality of a dream, which I love. I think yeah. Carval, Carval, and another book that I read were also kind of, they had that same kind of surreal, you didn't really know what was, like in this case you knew it was real because you knew you were in a dream, but still yeah. it's just, it conveys that so well, like how mm-hmm. you convey a feeling of a dream. But she did, the, the writing is so beautiful. And even in the parts that aren't dreams, like the prologue, the way yes. she wrote that, oh, God, it's so, so good. good, so good. <laughs> Just such a good book. I love yes. her writing. But if you are looking for more action-based fantasy, mm-hmm. I eventually this does pay off. Yes. it's great. There, mm-hmm. there is action scenes, but her writing is really beautiful. And because it's so lyrical, because it is a little bit intellectual, it does take time. Yeah, it is more character-driven as well of a plot mm-hmm. than action driven especially in the beginning Mm -hmm. and it's not a mystery but it is a lot about just uncovering bits and pieces of a secret yes even once they discover what the big secret is there's more secrets like there's there's a whole lot so it's it's really it's a really good book i mean i don't know what else to say to recommend it if that sounds like your cup of tea read this book it's so good 
There's a lot of tension, too. Yes. Which is great for making you want to read the book because yeah. I'm just like, I need to know everything's going to be okay. Yeah, but it's like you said the other day, part of that tension comes from the fact that you just care so much about these characters and yeah. you want to know what's going to happen to them and that they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Is that the case? I don't know. You'll find out in the spoiler section. <laughs> but yeah, if you haven't read the book, definitely, definitely, definitely recommend. It's great. That is the end of our non-spoiler section, so if you haven't read the book, stop listening, come back when you have, or books, there's two. <laughs> come back when you have, and we're just going to get into it. Move on to one of our other episodes. Have fun. <laughs> okay, so we're going to start, we're going to try to do it in order, if we might jump around a little bit, because sometimes, you know, whims, they I take get you. excited. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm like, remember this? <laughs> So, but we're going to try to do it for the most part in order. So, to start off, off the bat, the prologue. Mm. <sighs> I don't even know what to say. Oh, my God, the prologue. The first sentence is so good. It just hooks you immediately because it's just like, some girl fell from the sky. Like oh. The writing of that prologue immediately hooked me because it was so pretty. Like, yes. how do you describe a death that horrific in such a beautiful way Uh. (laughs) so like if anyone was thinking about reading this book just just read the prologue and then that'll tell you right there Mm -hmm. if you're gonna like this book or not because it was so pretty it was and also damn what a way to start a book (laughs) i know (laughs) like Like someone's dead was this in the past was in the future what the hell just happened yeah i think i immediately thought it was a flash forward because i don't know i've just read a lot of books where the prologue is like a sight of the end I think because I'm used to it I was just like oh this is, is going to happen later and then I immediately forgot that like the prologue even though it was beautiful I as soon as we start getting into Laszlo's stories I'm just like enthralled in him because <laughs> he's just like <sighs> you really are though because he's such I mean just beautiful beautiful child um, <laughs> he is because he seems so like they Sweet. said that and you can tell that he's an outcast, and immediately mm. my heart goes out to him. Even yeah. as a baby, when they mentioned that you know he was so quiet, and they thought that he was gonna die, it, it they didn't say it in a way of like, oh, we tried everything we could to keep you no, alive. It was like, like we thought you were gonna die. So immediately I'm like, this poor boy, no one takes care of him. No, yeah. So your heart just goes out to him, and you just forget about the fact that the blue girl just died. Yeah. I like how the Sorry. monk, though, named him after his, like, uncle. He's like, he was quiet, too, so I just, I just named Eula after him. He was a bit strange, so there you go. I love yeah. that name, though, Laszlo. I love that the library kept him. I thought that was oh, the cutest that, detail, yes. and I was like, I love you just for that. Yeah, when the other librarian is like, when the library decides to keep someone, we let it. <laughs> it's like, it knows what it's doing. Yeah, so I'm cute. like, oh. Why are you not real? I love you. <laughs> um, it was really cute, though. I love mm-hmm. his character because it was such a pure soul. Like, he didn't, mm-hmm. he suffered and, like, mentions that, like, how the monks treated them, but he was still. He never held to on to it either. No, he lets it go. And yeah. he still has everything in him that allows him to still, like, imagine stories mm-hmm. and, and be off. And he knows he's going to get punished for this later, but. He's living for that moment and, mm-hmm. and, and being in his dreams. And I was like, oh, it's amazing. Even when he grows up, like, he doesn't care what people think about him. No, he doesn't. He just wants to be with his books. He's <laughs> like, I relate to that so much. 
<laughs> I was laughing. I read the first one twice. It was my second time, so I could continue with the series. Um, and then <laughs> I didn't remember that there was a part where they were like describing him, and he's like he's constantly running into walls while reading. <laughs> What? <laughs> You've never done that. It's so I mean, funny. Oh. I know. He's, he's such a mm-hmm. he's such a cute character. And yeah. He's so pure. Like there's nothing bad about this character. <sighs> Everyone else in the story, though. For I the even, most part. I even like his little friendship that he had with the uh, who was the librarian who oh, was like yeah, yeah, a pervy little one. librarian. Yeah, I don't remember his name. <laughs> And Laz was like, I had no time for that. I was reading books. And the guy's like, you really need to get out there. Yeah. It was cute. I, I like that his friendships were pure, too. Like, yeah. He accepted people for who they were. Mm-hmm. Pervial librarian or, like, everyone else he meets in the story. He doesn't yeah. care. He just wants to always help them. Mm-hmm. And just so amazing. <laughs> I love him. <laughs> I sound like... <laughs> I have a, I'm 14 years old and I have a crush on this kid this nerdy little kid I do he's so cute though so moving on to another character who was really important for the first part of the story yeah and then I was surprised by how much rereading it I was surprised by like they kind of mentioned Thion and as Thion by the way yeah. and Lasso like in the same breath like in certain sentences yes even, like they're like that's why like I, they're on par. Yeah, that's why I thought he was gonna be like so a much bigger, bigger in the story. Yeah. That's why I was so focused on him. Um, and how much you hated. <laughs> and how much I did not like him. Uh, but this other character is Thion Nero, mm-hmm. who is the opposite of Laszlo in almost every way. Yes. Even though it puts them on the same level, they do have one similarity in that they both had a difficult home life growing up. In different ways, though. Yeah. Because Laszlo's home life was he was an orphan who was discovered and taken in because they had to and mm-hmm. then grew up horribly, but is still a pure little soul. Thion's upbringing was he was the son of a rich person who happened to be related to the queen and he's mm-hmm. the golden boy and given everything but secretly. Also, yeah. He's has a horrible upbringing with his father. But for all outside appearances, they're like opposite. Mm-hmm. Dion's a golden boy, light-haired, beautiful, handsome. And then there's Laszlo, who apparently doesn't look like a bum. Like, how do they describe him? They um, described him as looking brutish and, like, thug-like. Like, he looks dangerous and, like, mm-hmm. someone you wouldn't want to be down in a dark alley with. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, they're opposite personalities in that Laszlo accepts everyone as they are and just... I feel like he trusts people a lot. Do you? Lazo? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Thion doesn't trust anyone, anything, no matter how Mm -hmm. good their intentions are. Yeah. One thing I was going to say is, like, it might lend to the way their personalities were different, the way that their abuse was different, in that Lazo always knew that it was people who didn't care about him or shouldn't care about him that abused him, whereas Mm -hmm. Thion, it was, like, his parent who it's like, you also have the double thing of like, why doesn't he love me? Like, parents should love me, mm. and that might also have to do with like the way his personality developed mm-hmm. and why he's so untrusting of people. Because like the principle trust that you're supposed to have was like mm-hmm. not real. It was broken. Mm-hmm. I think it was also their expectations, the expectations other people had for them. 
Laszlo was an orphan who mm-hmm. the library just took in, so Laszlo was free to dream. He was free to, like, develop that side of him. Yeah. Whereas Thion, his expectations were so high from everyone else. He was supposed to be the alchemist. He was supposed to turn everything into gold. He was supposed yeah. to do this. And he, the fact that he couldn't live up to that led to a lot of the abuse by his father and then apparently by himself. Yeah. Oh. I was so sad when that's brought that, up. Yes. I think it's brought up in book two, but... It is, yeah. Because book one, Dion's hard to like. But when you find out... I mean, out, in the beginning. By yeah. the end, it's like, eh. You know what? He's hard to like just based on the betrayal. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, he's betrayed last of his dress. Yeah, that part where it's like his lifelong like passion work and, and, and... Yeah, everything he's put into it. All his books that he made out of like scraps that he found around the library and Diana was just like I'm taking these <laughs> do you think and this might be jumping ahead to the book too a little bit but do you think Dion realized what that meant when he took them because the I moment, thought so at the time book I one I was did. like he knows what he's doing and that's why he did it and he's upset because Laszlo knows the secret to Dion's success but then in book two when he's yeah. going over it I was like I don't think he realized I didn't think so in the first book either because when we find out why he wanted them, I was just like, oh, he just wanted them because of that. Like, he didn't care enough about Laszlo to think of what it would mean to him. But he does care about Laszlo. We find Not that yet. Um, okay. So moving on to, there's Laszlo, there's Thion. They mm-hmm. both kind of have this opportunity to go off. It's a given that Thion's going to go off to go yeah, explore because he's thing. like the only alchemist in the like country the world that has been able to make gold mm-hmm. and so it's like he's like the foremost authority in the alchemical sciences so obviously he's gonna go so he's a given and then laszlo poor little laszlo this is his life dream <laughs> and yes. he wants to go so bad and everyone's like why would they choose you mm-hmm. but he stood up for himself I was so sad when they wouldn't even give him an interview. Like, mm-hmm. like no, you don't even get to see him. So Laszlo's chosen. Mm-hmm. He goes, he talks his way into it. He's amazing. So proud. Yes. He goes on to the journey. He's the only one willing to, like, work with the people from Weep. And yes. I love that. That mm-hmm. he was like, he's going to learn and he's going to work with them. Although Calixi was like that, too. Yeah. Who was, oh, I love her character. Calixi, yes. She's so I love her. I love that friendship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't know anything about her. Mm-mm. But I like her friendship with Lazo because it was really, it was pure. He's such a pure person. He yes. attracts those types of people. It's just, oh, I love him so I think much. all his relationships are so pure, other than Pion. That's <laughs> true. <Astra. laughs> Later on. But to kind of speed up a little bit, because, you know, he goes on the journey, things, nothing really happens. They just kind of get there. I feel mm-hmm. like it was kind of like a jump. But the fact that Lazo was able to like say what the problem was in his own way like he was right with the story yes the the uh, seraphim story that Mm -hmm. he came up with that was crazy that was that's when i was like lazo's got powers like so for some reason he has a connection exactly i was like there's something weird about lazo because how would he have known that we explained it by saying that, like, that was the first myth and that it's in everything. Like, every culture has that myth. So he knew because he was just that smart? Basically, yeah. I was just like, boy's a superhero. <laughs> <laughs> like, he had, there's something special about him and mm. that's why he knew. 
But that was crazy, and I loved Calixi's reaction where she's like, what is this? Just demon bones. It's like my favorite. She's amazing. <laughs> she's taunting that one guy. Mm-hmm. It was really cute. Yeah. Um, but for Laszlo to get to weep and to see that, like, all of his fantastical dreams were right. Yeah. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I love that for him. Like, he got to go and he got to see and he got to see this place. And mm-hmm. even though it wasn't exactly what he thought it was going to be like, mm-hmm. it was close enough that he was like, yes, I'm here. First book, I feel like stuff stuff happens, but mm-hmm. it's a lot of build up. Yeah. I think I like the way that it kind of, like, took Laszlo's character from this orphan who had no one, basically, and it kind of along the way it gives him the family that he's been looking for the whole time. Mm-hmm. In Errolfane and Ruza and Calixti and even oh, his Suhaila. Ruza. Yeah, yeah, and Suhaila. That, I loved that. That Errolfane, yes. even though he couldn't go into the city, which at that point I was like, oh, he's the dad of one of these people. I know he is. <laughs> um... I just, at that point, you knew something was up. Mm. Um, but even though he couldn't go into the city, he recognized that his mom needed someone. And that Laszlo, mm. who he'd grown close to, would be the perfect person to take to send there. Yeah. And then Laszlo's like, no one's ever prepared food for him. And I was yes. like, you like, poor boy. too much food. <laughs> uh, but she needed that, too. Yeah. And it was so good for them. And yeah. oh, I loved it. So happy. I'll cry. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I love that, how that character goes from literally having almost no one to having the family he's wanted the whole time and even Mm -hmm. finding love, which he didn't think he ever would have. He specifically says that in the beginning of the book. He's like, I don't know if I will ever be with someone. I feel like he found it really fast, though. (laughs) I mean, yes. Like, it's like, in this first book, it's like, it's so slow because it's building up and it Mm -hmm. doesn't drag. Like, you're interested the entire time but then he gets to weep and then it's like bam but stuff is happening we don't which we don't really feel it as much which you think we would but there's a little bit of a time jump between when they get there and when him and Sarai start talking because you remember she said she's been sneaking into his dreams and just sitting there without him realizing so I think that's like a week or two where she's just like sneaking into his dream and slowly getting to know him that's true, Before. because she saw him the first time, because she didn't realize he could see her. And then she didn't go up to him anymore again. Mm-hmm. I'd forgotten that. I was just like, next day. Yeah, I was like, it's three days and they're in love, but it's not. But it was like two weeks. True. Maybe. <laughs> like, still, that's really quick. Yeah, I mean, geez. yes, he's the only boy who can see her, and that's like... Who's not technically when family. When your options are limited. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> yes, that's the boy you want. Mm-hmm. Um, but st- but for Laszlo too, I mean, I guess in a way he's been really desperate. Not desperate. <laughs> okay, I wasn't gonna go that way. I was gonna say sheltered. I was gonna be very kind with my with my judgment here. Um, no, but he's in in the kind of same way of Sarai's on the Citadel and mm-hmm. she's alone. Well, she has like a couple siblings, but she's her contact with the outside world is very limited. Yeah. He was the same in the library. Granted, his was a little bit more by choice, kind of. Yeah. Like, he was just interested in the books, but it's the same thing of he never... It's almost like Sarai's the first girl to see him, like, as a yeah. man. Everyone else is just like, oh, that's just that weirdo over there. I was going to say weird. <laughs> <laughs> 
So I guess that makes sense that, you mm-hmm. know, they're the only ones who see each other, acknowledge each other, and then learn to understand each other that, yes, they would fall in love. Yeah. Still felt a little quick, but you're right. They are teenagers. So yeah. I guess it makes sense. And it is also, like, the thing of, like, each other is the first person who showed interest in the other. And that's exciting, I think, when you're a teen. Yeah. Well, yeah, because for Sarai, the other, the only other interest, the only other option she had was Farrell. And he's just like, yes, I'll have three wives. And she's like, well, I don't like that. I love how he's like, my first choice would be Sarai. It's like, oh, thank you. How kind. <laughs> so they get to weep and, and they... And, he meets Sarai, mm-hmm. and that's when he realizes there are people up there. But he doesn't really know, right? I can't no, exactly. and at first I think they think it's just Sarai. But does he know that she's... I can't remember if he knows that she's up on the Citadel, or if they don't realize it until they actually get there. They don't realize it until they actually get there, because he thinks she's a dream. Because she see, he thinks she's um, her mom first. Oh, yeah, that's right. And then when they get up to the... When they fly up to the citadel in the little ship, um, that's when he realizes she's actually real and she's up there. I felt bad when he thought that she was Isagol. Mm. I'm like, oh, he's the only boy you can see her. He doesn't even know who she is. Yes. It's like, I feel like it's a trope in books sometimes, or especially little ro- teen romances where it's like, somehow they think it's another person. I swear I've seen that. Yeah, I can't I know, like I agree. think yeah. exactly on, the, on an example, but I hate that because I'm like, no, you love her. <laughs> go to her. Yeah. But, um, so Sarai warned him not to go up there. He doesn't believe it because he's a dream. Uh, but once they go up there and all of the ghosts and, and everything Sarai come out them. and Sarai saves them and it's just like, that's when I like the action picks up and then it doesn't again. <laughs> You're like, yes, <laughs> like, like stuff is happening. It was very intense. Mm-hmm. But when Arrowfane, remind me on this, when Arrowfane mm-hmm. sees Sarai, does he realize that's Sarai? Or does he think it's, because he knows he killed Isagal. Right. Yeah, it says specifically that he, for a split second, thinks it's Isagal, and then he realizes that it's his daughter. <sighs> Broke and my heart. That was, yeah. So much emotion. So much emotion and then just that Azarine one scene. Azarine does too because she sees her grandmother. Oh, oh so yeah. The, oh, my God. So that's a whole... All of the gods that are still there, the god children, the god spawn, which I hate that name. It's a horrible name for them. Um, <laughs> I mean, they point that out. that like, yeah. it sounds horrible. For them to realize that there are still people up there when they thought everyone was dead. Like, that was Errol Fane's fear was that they were going to go up there and find just a bunch of bodies. And it's like, surprise, there are children. And yeah. you're a child. Mm. Like, that's so sad. That is so sad. Like, it was already sad, because going up to that point, you hear, like, Sarai's perspective of she's up there with Feral, who can control... Clouds. Clouds. Then there's Ruby, who can control fire. Sparrow, who can control... Plants. Like, growing growth. things. Yeah. And then Minya, who's just... Badass. Crazy as hell. You say badass, I say crazy as hell. (laughs) Book one, Minya, I had some issues with. Um, But she can control the ghosts. So when they get up there and they see all these ghosts and they see children, what the No, they don't see children. They just see Sarai. That's right. Because because everyone else is inside the room. And um, the ghosts are the ones that are pulling Sarai back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because I remember that was a point where they're like, they know someone was pulling her back, but they don't know who. They just know it was Sarai. 
and then someone trying to keep her from saying something. That's right, and they don't find out till Laszlo talks to her again. Yeah. And that's when he realizes, like, she's real, and she's mm-hmm. up there. Yeah. And he needs to save her. But no one else wants to, and I'm like, oh, you guys yeah. suck. Well, Arrowhead doesn't say whether or not he wants to. He's like, I'm thinking. Azarine is like, let's kill them all. Let's kill them all. And everyone else is like, let's kill them all, except for Suhaila. She's like, they're chosen, yeah. No, that just reminded me of the scene with Lazo and Ruza. Oh, (laughs) I know. That's his friend. I know. (laughs) We sound so weird. (laughs) But I love that friendship. And then I they're know, just like, yeah. oh, let's just kill them all. Make blue That's soup. And it's soup. like, yeah. what the hell? Mm-hmm. Poor Laszlo. And then that's when he really stands up. That also was the point where I was like, you are so in love with her and you just met her. <laughs> so I was like, calm down. But then I was like, no, it makes sense. Um, and also, does it really matter? I don't know if it would change if he wasn't in love with her. I think he still would have felt the same way about he would because he's a beautiful spirit a beautiful little soul (laughs) this this entire podcast is going to be just fawning over (laughs) laszlo and how amazing he is but to know that there's children up there and to Mm -hmm. know that they've been up there all by themselves i mean that really affected errol fane yeah and the others also and that they are now freaking terrified yeah because there's gods up there Mm -hmm. and how come they haven't done anything and they're just waiting for an attack, which it doesn't help that you get up there and a bunch of ghosts attack you. Yeah, that's true. Minya. <laughs> oh, Minya. Oh, one thing I did want to say in rereading the first book, there's so much foreshadowing about what happens at the end with Sarai. I've there's read both like of them and I'm like, so where? <laughs> no, like rereading the first one, I was like, they mentioned like four different instances that I can think of. Where they're like, this doesn't have any rails. It would be so easy for someone oh, to fall right off. Yeah, they did. They wished it like so much. That's and then true. Like, oh my god, <laughs> why? I mean, you kind of not that I expected someone to die, but yeah, they they did keep mentioning that. Mm-hmm. I still thought it was going to be Sparrow because I'm like, what author would kill one of their would main characters? Do that? <laughs> and then this one, All Lady Taylor. Um, that's very true. <laughs> I don't know why I was surprised. I they all do it. <laughs> I just, I was willing to sacrifice Sparrow, though, because out of the four, mm, out of, yeah. what, is there, there's five up there, There's right? five, yeah. Out of the five up there, Ruby and Feral, like, they have their own little side story, but mm-hmm. they were kind of there just to round the family out, I feel like. Yeah. And if you're going to have a death, it needs to affect the reader. So, but not to the extent of how it did. I know. I was like, don't do that to Laza. So then it needs to be the other two, which is Sparrow, who's so innocent. And, mm. like, that would have affected me. So I would have been like, oh. I know. She was so sweet. She, she's sweet, but then what was oh, yeah, your yeah, favorite yeah. part? Where she's like. Let's give Minya a warm hug. She didn't I like her. She's so funny. Minya, though. Ugh, Minya. <laughs> Let's talk about this character for real quick. Because okay. book one, Minya, I did not like. Mm-hmm. Because she's crazy. Like, <laughs> she's, I feel so bad for her. She's such a great character. Like, I feel so bad yes. for her. But then she crosses the line. Like, she controls ghosts. And then they find out, surprise, she's been controlling every single person who's ever died in Weep for the past... Mm-hmm. 15 years. Yeah. Surprise, I have them all in a room. Well, not 15. Wasn't it? 
No, because she didn't start doing that until the others grew out of being able to go in there. So it was like oh, 10. That's true. 10 or 9 or 8. That's still there. a lot of souls. Like, she had a whole army. Yeah. Which, she's so smart, though, to be to at that yes. age be like, I'm just going to start trapping them. And then I'm going to have them in the one place that no one else she's can go. wicked smart because she's just planning to use them for evil the whole time. I mean, I have so much respect for that character. Yeah. But at the same time... When you get to the end where, you know, stuff has happened, Laszlo is trying to save Sarai, but now mm-hmm. Errol Fane, well not Errol Fane, but like everyone wants to go up and, and kill them, you don't know what's going to happen, and then mm-hmm. stuff does happen, Sarai falls, and then it's, she's dead, she's dead, Sarai's dead. Oh, uh, that sequence though? It was, a, it was a really good scene. Yes. It's a slow book, but man, does it build up to an ending. Yes, the ending where everything just happens. Like, Thion uses Leza's spirit to take a piece of the Oh, I knew something was going to happen. Yeah. And then that one guy whose name I don't remember, (laughs) because he's such a jerk. When he puts the explosives in the hole and then blows up, and it's like, dude, you're so dumb. (laughs) I'm sorry, but like, did you really think that was going to work? I like how, I mean, it sounds horrible. I'm like, I like how he dies. And, <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Let me finish this thought. That sounds bad. <laughs> he dies by like, it's like karma. It's like a piece of one of the buildings that he has now destroyed just fell on him. And everyone's just like, oh, he deserved it. Like, let's keep going. <laughs> yeah. It's just ignored. So well, it's- Everyone ignored him. Nobody. Well, what can you do? He's dead. <laughs> I mean, but nobody would, like, stop to look at him. I mean, Laszlo did. He stopped to look at him, but, like, (laughs) everyone just kept going. Stopped to check that he was still alive. I mean... That boy. But it was just like, okay, he's dead, let's go. Yeah. But, that yeah, that moment when Laszlo knows what to do and saves it in Sarai. Oh, and I love that scene where he's going towards the Mizarthium anchor, and everyone is like, this is when they realize how much they care about him. I know. And I was like, ah. And I felt like that was so needed because mm-hmm. then that just breaks your heart when in the very next second, he's blue and they're all looking at him like he's... The enemy now. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, ugh. And then Errol Fane's the only one who said, still, it, I don't remember what he says, but he's like... You're still Laszlo, like, yes. He still loves him. Yes. <laughs> and everyone else is like, I don't know how to save him. And I, that was so interesting, though, because I can't remember if this is still in book one or if it's beginning of book two, where you see how conflicted they are, especially Ruza, when he's mm-hmm. like, that's that's Laszlo's voice. That's Laszlo's smile. That's But he's blue. That's book two? Yeah. Okay. But still, I thought yeah, that was yeah, so yeah. good to bring that mm-hmm. into the characters and just show that, like... Because in the moment they, like, look at him that way, I'm like, oh, you bastards. <laughs> it's Laszlo. It's Laszlo. Um, <laughs> but then to show that they were conflicted. And it is, like, it's hard, though, because mm-hmm. they were slaves to these people. And then now the people are still there. Like, that's scary yeah, as well. Yeah, that is, too. I hated the part, because you're simultaneously in both places reading the book. You're with Sarai, but then you're also with Laszlo. And it keeps cutting back and forth. So I hated the part where you're with Laszlo and he sees something fall and then just completely ignores it. I was like, oh my god, it's this girl. <laughs> I hated it. I mean, oh, it was horrible. Because he, the reason he's trying to keep the Citadel up is because mm-hmm. it's going to destroy Weep. He knows yeah. it's going to destroy it. The if impact. it goes down, 
the the rivers, everything underneath. Mm-hmm. But he's also doing it for the citadel because she's up there, and yes. he wants to make sure that he, you know, if that goes down, she's going to be hurt, and that's like all he's thinking about. Yes. And then when he remembers. Because the people start coming, screaming that someone fell, and that's when he remembers that he saw that. He saw a girl die, and he's like, no, it's not her. It can't be her. It can't be her. But when he finds her body, and then Errol Fane shows up. Oh, my God. And starts crying. I wanted to to cry. Yes. That was so sad. I want to talk about breaking my heart. I didn't cry, but I almost did. I did. I cried. I was like, oh, man, these this book and these characters, you just feel so much for them. And for this entire first book to be kind of just building up slowly, mm-hmm. she developed these characters so much that at the end, when everything is happening, I mean, mm-hmm. I don't even remember how many chapters it are, but you're right in that, like, you're yeah, back and forth, yeah. back and forth, and everything's happening really quickly. Mm-hmm. And then it's just like, bam, and your heart just breaks for everyone. Yeah. Because it's not just Errol Fane, it's not Laszlo. It's not everyone in Weep who now feels like they lost their friend because, t- surprise, he's Godspawn. Mm. It's everyone up in the Citadel, too, who now have lost their sister. Yeah. And it was just them. So everyone in this book is affected by this, by her death. Mm-hmm. And it's so sad. And you're sad. And then you're angry because freaking Minya. <laughs> I'm not. I was angry at Lazlo. <laughs> How can you be angry at Lazlo? <laughs> I just completely understand Maybe I'm just set a certain way. <laughs> but when he comes up and the way he says it, I was just like, excuse me, back up. When Laszlo goes up there, though, I was like, damn, Laszlo. Because I know, he's so smart. He's so smart, but also, like, you could tell that this just broke him. And now oh, yeah. he's about to freaking tear the world down. And I was like, oh, he loves her so much. <laughs> because, like, he has the thing, like, holding Minya down. I was yeah. like, that's not him, but he's been broken to that point that mm-hmm. he will do that. But then he doesn't because he's an amazing person. I'm sorry, what were you going to say? <laughs> just I don't know. I was just going to say, because when you first, like, it cuts to them, and you see her standing there on the edge, you, like, I don't know if it's just me, but I realized exactly what she was doing. Like, she was already trying to save Sarai, because she's just standing there at the edge of the garden I looking didn't. out. I didn't get that at all. You didn't? No. And I think that's why. But then it's like you said, like, I didn't see, or I, maybe I just didn't pay enough attention to those glimpses where Minya showed a kinder side because mm. just there's so much hardness to this person, yeah, like that's that character. Mm-hmm. So it's hard to, to, to see that. But when she's up there and she's just, I, I thought it was purely she's looking to see what happened and whether... We could have been destroyed. I think it was the, it was the, she specifically phrased it, Lenny Taylor did, with a certain concentration, like she was concentrating on something, and that was what tipped it off for me, because I was like, oh, she's trying to get Sarai's soul, because they mentioned before how she has to like listen out for the souls Mm -hmm. to catch them. My entire problem with her, though, is that, in the first book, is that (laughs) she is so caught up in her games and so caught up in this that she's willing to like yes she was gonna save Sarai anyway Mm -hmm. but the reason she doesn't well I mean she does but the reason that she does it in the way that she does because Laszlo came at her controlling yes it's because (laughs) Laszlo came at her but it's like to her that's still a game it's all about the power she sees Laszlo and she's like damn threatened she's completely threatened that Mm -hmm. now this guy has the power shows up out of nowhere Mm -hmm. and has the power that she always wanted yeah because that would have given her absolute control but she already had it 
Like, she didn't, she kept treating it like a game. It's like, you didn't have to treat it as a game because you were already the winner. Yeah. And then it brings up things where she, how she treated everyone is like, you're even using this, your family, as a pawn. Like, that's when I was like, nope, I don't like you. <laughs> I don't care if you die. Like, <laughs> I was done with that. I, that's the straw that broke the camel's back for me mm-hmm. at that point when she's in her head knows what she's doing. Like, yeah, she was going to save her anyway. Mm-hmm. That's her family. She wouldn't let her go. But... It just completely disregards that. And it's like, she's going to do what she needs to do to win against him. Mm. I was like, it's not about that. She just died. It's not about that. And I'm like, can't say the words I want to say, but I was really <laughs> upset. I was really upset at Minya. And I was like, that I'm done with this character. Mm. I don't know what it says about me that I can understand her mindset more. But I completely get where it's like the whole... Because it feels to her like her family is siding with him when it, I guess you're right, there shouldn't be sides, but they were though. No, they weren't. Like Ruby, Farrell, and Sparrow never, they don't have even acknowledge Laszlo till book two. Then they're like, oh, there's this boy here. They don't even acknowledge Laszlo mm-hmm. until Sarai's like spirit starts. Like he's not even in their periphery. They aren't siding with him. They're only, they're siding with Sarai. The point is they're siding against her. Yeah, but with Sarai, yeah. it's not like... But it's still in like... In her mind, it's... With family. But it's with family. It's not like they're siding with an outsider. It's not like they went down to weep and now they're siding with Errol Fane. It's for Sarai. Mm-hmm. She doesn't see that. She just sees power they're versus power. Against her, yeah. And it's like, they're they're not doing that. <laughs> Freaking open your eyes. Like, oh, <laughs> God, she makes me so angry. <sighs> I don't know. I just, I, that series, I couldn't, not with her character no more. I can't even form sentences because I was so <laughs> upset now remembering that. Like, I was so against her character. At the same time, Lainey Taylor really wrote her character so well because yeah. as much as I'm upset now just remembering it, I'm also remembering the times where it's hurting her to see her family side with another person even though it's not happening. Because of everything that she gave to save them. Yeah. And, like, the immense guilt she feels and everything. And I'm just like, I don't like you. Like, I understand, but I don't like you. (laughs) That's where I was with her at that point. Beginning book two, I just couldn't. And I was like, I don't don't know how this is going to go for this character. Mm. But damn, did that change. (laughs) Okay, so those were our thoughts on the end of book one, which is Stranger Dreamer. We're very passionate about these books, so we have a lot to say, so we have to split this into two. But if you are interested in what we have to say about book two, come back for the next episode. We get into it a lot in there, too. Yeah, we do. Um, There's a lot less coherent thoughts being formed in that one. It's a lot less linear, I feel like. But yeah, so if you have read the series um, or are interested in reading book two... Read book one first, finish that, (laughs) come and meet us in the next episode, and then hear everything we have to say about that. But if you have any other books that you would like us to review, um, maybe your favorite book series and our reactions on that, as you can tell, we have a lot of feelings. We're happy (laughs) to share them with everyone. You can reach us on Instagram at I'm at the librarian in 3B. And I'm at the bookish cactus. Or you can email us at bookshelfcheckout at gmail.com. And just send us your recommendations. And your thoughts on Stranger Dreamer. So yeah, until then, we will talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.